Galatians 5, verse 16 through 18 in just a moment. Last week, Paul warned us about using our freedom in Christ, that freedom that he bought for us on the cross by way of resurrection. He warned us about using that freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, an opportunity for our sin nature to abuse, abuse the freedom that we have in Jesus. And that is a very real temptation that we face every day. And, and whether you want to admit it or not, you do face it. I face it every day, the real temptation to abuse the grace that has been shown to me. How do we use our freedom to serve others? How do we use our freedom and avoid giving in to the flesh? Well, moving forward in Galatians 5, Paul actually begins with verse 16. And he says, but I say, I like the way one commentator put it. He says, here's my instruction or my advice to you as way of introduction. Notice what he has to say in verse 16. Walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, they're contrary, the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you wanted or want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Let's pray. Father, we, we come before you and we ask your blessing on our time. God, we ask that... Um, you would help us, Father, to be attentive to your word, the word that changes, the spirit that longs to work in us today. But as we just read, there is a battle. There's a war that's raging in the hearts of your people today. Help us to, to make the choice today to walk in the spirit. Thank you, God, for the faithfulness that you've shown us. Thank you for the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. And Lord, it is in his name that we pray. Amen. The command that we find, the instruction that Paul gives us in verse 16 is so very good. It is so very practical for life. He says, walk by the spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So what are these desires of the flesh that want to be gratified in our life? Look, look with me at verse 19. It says this, now the works of the flesh are evident. There's sexual immorality. There's impurity. There's sensuality. There's idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, Jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissension and division. There's envy, there's drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, Paul writes. 
Remember, this is just a sample list that he provides us. There are other sample lists like these that you can find throughout Paul's letters. Uh, Next Sunday, we're going to work through his sample list here with some detail and try to define exactly what Paul means by these particular works of the flesh. But what might we add to the list? As you think about your own desires of the flesh, maybe there's some specific things that you know you struggle with, but you don't see them listed on the page. What other fleshly or selfish desires tempt you? I would certainly add food uh, to the list. Gluttony would be on my list. Pouting would be on my list. I know I'm a grown man, but man, I am good at pouting still today. You can ask my wife. She's not here to ask, but you can ask her. She will uh, testify that I am good at pouting when I don't get what I want. What would you add to the list? So to avoid these things, Paul says you have to walk in the Spirit. He uses the word walk. It's a, it's a euphemism for the way we live our lives. So he says live by the Spirit. I think a more practical way of understanding it is this yield yourself to the spirit be in submission to the spirit timothy george commentator writes this he says in paul's vocabulary to walk in the spirit or to be led by the spirit as it says in verse 18 means to go where the spirit is going to listen to the voice of the spirit to discern the Spirit's will, to follow His guidance. The idea is that day by day and moment by moment, we must submit ourselves. We must submit our circumstances, our responses to the circumstances of life, to the Holy Spirit. We have to ask, what would Christ do in this moment? How would Christ respond in this moment? Then we must dig into the word of God and discern how he would respond. What was his responses to the circumstances of life? We have to pray then that the spirit would would fill us, enabling us to respond as Christ responded. And finally, we have to trust the power of the spirit to enable us to bear that fruit of Christ in our lives. I hope you see that there's a lot more behind this idea of walking by the Spirit or living by the Spirit. There's a faith and there's action that has to take place. Many of these things we'll continue to unpack over the weeks to come. For now, let's move on. Paul reminds us of the conflict that we all know too well in our lives. The Spirit versus the flesh. As I read these verses again this week, I was reminded when I was probably in fourth or fifth grade in Awana clubs, I remember memorizing this verse. And I remember even as a fourth or fifth grader, the the vividness, the truths of these verses just fascinated me. Because as a fourth or fifth grader, I could understand that there's a battle that's going on inside of me. A battle in my heart, a battle better stated for my heart. There's a war that's taking place, and so I assume if I noticed that when I was in fourth grade or fifth grade, you notice that in your own life even today, that there's a war raging inside of you. The the, the sinful 
selfish, fleshly part of you doesn't want anything to do with the spirit things, the the spiritual things, and the, the spirit pushes back against the things of the flesh. It's like holding two magnets and you're trying to get those, those poles uh, to, to go together, but they won't, They're, they push apart. They resist each other. They're contrary. Paul says this contradiction inside of you leaves you incapable of doing the things you want. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> Well, if we're left only with what Paul says here, we would be scratching our heads, but we can go to another passage where Paul further elaborates on this idea, and I think we'll all relate very well. Romans chapter 7. Let's look there together. Romans chapter 7, where Paul gives a a more detailed description of what he means here. Romans 7. We'll start in verse 15. Paul says, for I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Well, have you ever experienced that? As a Christian, in the aftermath of sinful choices, why did I do that? Paul gets it. Notice verse 16. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it's good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but it's sin that dwells in me. It's the flesh. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right. That's the spirit. But I do not have the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. And so if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. And so I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. The tension. I want to do what's right. But there's there's a force inside of me. There's There's a power that's resisting against this. There's good and there's evil. What Paul says here is pretty powerful. He says, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? What he acknowledges there is what we pointed out last week, that that we'll never be rid of this war. This battle will continue to wage until we get new bodies, until the resurrection And how do we attain a resurrection? Notice verse 25, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I find I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law 
of sin. Paul gets it, the battle that rages inside of us. It's frustrating. It's defeating. It's grieving. Why did I say that to that person? Why did I give in to that temptation? Why did I not pick up my Bible today and read it? It's, it's 11 o'clock at night and I never thought once about picking up God's word. I never thought once about praying. What's wrong with me? The flesh and the spirit are at war. Back in Galatians in verse 18, Paul writes, if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. It comes back around to to the law, Paul offers us strugglers who find ourselves in this point a bit of hope. Because he says, if you're led by the Spirit, you will have the victory. Victory will come for you. Keep fighting. Because it's no longer, you're, you're no longer bound by the law, but instead Christ, the Spirit now works inside of you, energizing you, empowering you, to fulfill the true intentions of the law. So have hope, Christian. Have hope you're not bound to the law or under the burden of the law any longer. And so let's talk through some practical principles. Most of humanity realizes that there is something wrong with them. If you talk to most people in general, they would say, yeah, there's something wrong with me. We realize that we all have a bent towards selfish behavior. And I've always said, if you are a denier of that, if you're a denier of original sin, that this is something that is just born into us, total depravity, then get yourself a baby. And uh, you will realize within uh, days, weeks, hours, depending on the baby maybe, that's a little sinner. I didn't have to teach them to act that way. I didn't have to teach them to be selfish. It's just ingrained in us as humans. But one of our problems in our sin, we think we can fix ourselves. It's one of our greatest problems. That's what Paul is writing here to the Galatians about because legalism is saying you can fix yourself. You can be good enough. To, to fix the problems that you find in your lives. And then we go and we seek help from all the wrong places. We turn to, to self-help books and resources and seminars. What, a, what an incredible contradiction. I've got a problem with myself, so I'm going to let myself help myself fix the problem with myself. I mean, that's how deceptive sin is in our lives, that we still think, I can do this. I can pull myself up for by my own bootstraps. I can be the man that I'm supposed to be, the woman that I'm supposed to be. We seek more education, advanced degrees. Immensely popular today are, are personality tests. I don't have anything particularly against personality tests. But the belief that often goes with that, if I can know myself well enough, and I can understand who I am and the intricacies of my life, then I can fill in those gaps and fix those problems along the way. But Paul's answer to our self-problem, our flesh problem, is clear, simple, and powerful. You need the Spirit. You need 
the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, we could say it this way, you require the Holy Spirit to be the whole person that God has created you be that was corrupted by sin. You need the Spirit of Christ to fill you and make you whole again. Stop living according to the principles of your your great, 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 great grandfather, Adam, the first one who failed. And start living according to the principles of the second Adam who says, I will come into your life and fill you and make you complete again and provide for you victory. And so the big question today, the big question every day is, do you have the spirit Because I have nothing else to offer you today in this war. I have nothing else to offer you. I have no self-help book or no seminar that you can go to. But the Holy Spirit is what is the promise that we find in the scriptures. So how do we receive the Spirit? Well, we're just going to stick in Galatians because I want you to see what it says in Galatians 3.2. Just jump back a couple chapters. Paul is asking a rhetorical question here. But he answers that question throughout the letter. Galatians 3, 2, he says, Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or hearing of faith? What's the answer? Well, the answer we find throughout the letter, they did not receive the Spirit by working according to the law. They received it by faith, by putting their faith in what Christ had done on the cross and in the empty tomb. And when we put our faith in Christ, we are instantly made new creations. There is a a process called regeneration that takes place. We are made new again. Jesus would say it this way to Nicodemus. You must be born again. Not of water, but of what? The Spirit. Born of the Spirit. The Spirit then becomes our helper, our advocate, our teacher, our gifter, our power. Have you by faith in Christ received the Spirit? And the battle rages on. So let me follow this up with another question. Are you actively, daily walking by the Spirit? This is the point Paul makes here. This is the main thrust of his instruction. Walk in the Spirit. So what does a day walking in the Spirit consist of? So we discussed earlier, to walk in the Spirit is to to yield ourselves. To, To be in submission to something or someone else. In other words, I don't get to call the shots. I don't get to make the decisions. I am submitting myself to another to submit those moments to the Holy Spirit, to be led by the Spirit rather than our own sinful desires. And so rather than than reacting in fleshly sinful ways, I'm called to act in spiritual, Christ-like ways. Look with me at Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians four, I wanna give an example of what this looks like 
And Paul provides a great list here for us to consider. Ephesians 4, verse 29. Now, as we, as we work through this, I want you to be thinking in your mind, which of these are reactions of the flesh? Which of these are actions of the Spirit? Verse 29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you have been sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. In this short passage, we see natural reactions to life contrasted with, with spiritual actions that we're called to. What's the difference between a, a reaction and an action? Well, uh, we don't have to think about a reaction. It's just there. If you come up here and slap me in the face, my reaction is going to be a fist or a slap back to your face. I don't, I don't even have to think about that. You hurt me. I want to hurt you in return. That's a, a reaction that we have, it just happens. We hurt people back. So Paul lists reactions for us to consider. Corrupt talk, bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander. These could be labeled the desires of the flesh. And we don't have to think, man, I really want to become bitter right now. We just become bitter. I don't think really, and I really want to grow in wrath right now. We just explode with wrath. But we do have to think about actions. Being led by the Spirit means that in the moments of life as we walk, as we live this life, we're called to be led by the Spirit. And so when a car cuts me off, I don't want to react in the flesh. Which would be what? How do you, how do you, no, I don't want your details. I've seen enough of it. No, in that moment, I want to walk in the Spirit. I want to be led by the Spirit. I don't want to live according to my fleshly reaction. I want to act according to the Spirit. I want to submit myself to the Holy Spirit who wants in that moment to produce in me the fruit of Christ. How would Christ react to that? How did he react when his donkey got cut off or however we could equate that in his life? Probably with patience, right? With gentleness with kindness, with forgiveness. That's his nature. And it's his nature that lives inside of you <laughs> by way of the Holy Spirit. 
You see Paul lists for us the fruit of the Spirit in these, these verses. It's, it's words that build up, words that are gracious, it's kindness, it's tenderheartedness, it's, it's forgiveness. Those are the fruit of the Spirit. And so if I, I want to be led by the Spirit, I have to be filled with the Spirit at that moment. And if I want to be filled with the Spirit, if I want to be yielded and, and submissive to the Spirit, what do I have to do? He goes back to the two main spiritual disciplines of life, doesn't it? I have to be in the Word of God, and I have to be praying, because prayer is what energizes the Holy Spirit to work, isn't it? Prayer is that cry, God, I need, I need Christ-likeness now. I don't want to react in the flesh right now. I, I want to act in the spirit right now. Help me. We have to renew our minds. We're going to talk more about that next week. I can't cram all these things that I want to say in one sermon. Understand, in, in that moment, it's not, a, it's not a let go and let God situation. No, it's a renewing of the mind situation so in the day to day I can watch another episode of my sitcom or I can pick up my Bible and I can read it I can relax at home or I can join in a Bible study a prayer time these are the ways in which we prepare to walk in the spirit it's a fight the flesh is strong and I want to encourage you one don't, don't, don't underestimate its power I think everybody in this room uh, can say, yeah, there have been times in my life where I underestimated the power of the flesh. I thought it was strong enough. I, you, you were like the disciples outside of the garden where Jesus says, pray, 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 because the Spirit's willing and the flesh is weak. And what did they do? They went to sleep, and they weren't ready. They weren't ready for what was about to happen. So don't underestimate the power of the flesh. And then we have to train every day. But I also want to encourage you with this. Please be patient with yourself. And be patient with other people. I mean, if there's anything we should understand, it's the war that's raging. And oftentimes we hold people to some greater expectation than we hold ourselves. And, and we know how often we fail in the battle. Think of Romans 7. We're all there. Man, the things I want to do, I don't. The things I don't want to do, the things that I hate, I do. What's wrong with me? Be patient with yourself. You will fail. Our failures are always met with forgiveness. You are not under the condemnation of the law anymore. You're in Christ. So don't allow the flesh to take over in another. This is how ridiculous it is. Because the flesh will take over in that area and guilt you and guilt you and guilt you and convince you that there's no way back to Christ. You might as well continue in your sin. That's oh, wicked stuff. And so fight the flesh in that. Find freedom in Christ and forgiveness. So if you're here today and you are, as it said in Ephesians 4, grieving the Holy Spirit because you're, 
you're stubbornly holding on to your works of the flesh. And I don't know what your works of the flesh are. I know what mine are. And sometimes they're really hard to let go of. Man, that, that idol of food is really hard for me to let go of. Just give me the cheeseburger again. It's tough. And if you're here and you're, you're stubbornly holding on to your sin, today is the day to let go. Today is the day to repent, to say about your sin what God says about your sin. That this is wrong. This is not the way it's supposed to be. And if you're not even there, if you're not even at that point, you you know something's wrong, but you're not at the point where you're even willing to repent, then pray this prayer. At least humble yourself this much and say, Spirit, I need your help to bring me to a point of repentance. Because I can't even get there on my own. So please start breaking away these particular bonds. Yes, the flesh is strong. We're not here to downplay its power. But here's some sweet, sweet words. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's a pointed to Satan, but you could say it also, greater is he that is in me than the other guy that's in me, the flesh. He's more powerful. The spirit of Christ empowers you. Just think about it, the spirit of Christ empowers you. The same Christ who resisted Satan in the wilderness, who did what the first Adam could not do, The same Christ who healed the lame, made the blind see. The the same Christ who conquered death. That's the power we're talking about here. And that's the power that lives and works inside of you. The question is, will I submit to that power? Will I use the power? Will I follow the leading of the Spirit? Would you bow with me today? I'm not going to recap everything, but I want to make two points again. It is by faith in Christ that we receive the Spirit. If you have not received the blessing of the Spirit in your life, it's because you have not put your faith in what Christ did on your behalf. And if you're here today and you have questions about that, please let us answer those questions. You can come even right now. We'd be glad to take you and show you in God's word what it means to put your faith in Christ. Second is are you walking in the spirit? Or are you living according to the flesh? My prayer in in just a moment is going to be this, that if you're here today and you are grieving the Holy Spirit, or or as it says in Thessalonians, you're, you're quenching the power of the Spirit, choking it out, that today you would stop. And you would turn from the things that God hates 
and turn to the things that he loves. So I'm going to give you a moment to pray and then I'll pray for us. Father, thank you for being patient with us. Help us to be patient with ourselves. Help us to be patient with others. The work you're doing is progressive. And that requires some back and forth. That requires some Romans 7 stuff, doing things that we don't want to do and not doing the things that we know we're supposed to do. But for any of us who are here today and we know we're quenching the Spirit, we're grieving the Spirit, would you, would you give us the faith to trust you? Would you give us the faith to let go of the works of the flesh? and embrace the fruit of the Spirit. Grow in us love and joy and peace and patience. That's the church you want to build. That's what you want to see from us. And so help us to repent, God. Help us to turn away from those things and to be led by the Spirit. And don't stop right here. God, this week when, when the flesh takes over for me, bring conviction to my heart. When the, when the flesh takes over and the people that I love here, Lord, bring conviction. And bring us to repentance even in those points and cultivate your fruit in us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, there is a war going on inside of you today. And I want you to think of it this way this week. Because I want to give you a little bit of a homework assignment to, to work on yourself or with your family. Which army will you feed? Right? A, well, a well-fed army is a, is a better army. I recently read a biography on George Washington. It took me like five years to read it, but I read it. And it made a huge impact. It was a huge thing during the Revolutionary War. They didn't have food to feed the revolutionaries. They didn't have clothes to put on them. When it comes to war, that's an important key factor. Who's going to be the better prepared army? So this week, here's the question I want you to think about. How am I feeding the flesh in my life? And how am I feeding the spirit in my life? And have that discussion. Break that down. Next week, we're going to consider the works of the flesh, how we renew our minds. And then just to give you a heads up as we move throughout the fall, we're going to focus attention on the fruit of the spirit. Um, one each week. Adding some in along the way because it's not just that particular list, but what does it look like to love? What does it look like to have joy? Uh, it's going to be, I'm excited, looking forward to those particular discussions as we, we move forward, just practically laying out what our freedom in Christ really does look like. And so.